On this week's episode of The Fumbling Punter, I am going to be talking about Evan Longoria going to the Giants, what that means for St. Louis and other teams in the market for third baseman, and what all these moves have done for free agency. Also going to hit a little NBA, a little college basketball before we get off. So a lot on the podcast today. Hope you stay tuned. Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney, and it is just me today. Lucas is moving, so uh, big news for him. Got a new fancy job. Congratulations, Lucas. Hopefully he will still be able to spend a lot of time on here with, on the podcast with us, and we wish him the best. So let's get started with uh, what's been going on baseball, because this has basically turned into a baseball podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. <laughs> So Evan Longoria went to the San Francisco Giants yesterday, which would be Wednesday, for those of you maybe not listening on Thursday when the podcast is uploaded. He's on a very team-friendly five-year, $81 million deal for a guy who has put up numbers like he has over his career. Uh, I don't think he's a world-breaker, but he's a great, a great third baseman, maybe the best Ray of all time to this point. Uh, so that five-year, $81 million deal includes a $13 million option for the six-year or a $5 million buyout that is super friendly for the Giants versus what they would have paid maybe earlier on for J.D. Martinez or Mike Moustakas or somebody like that. And the Giants ranked last in home runs and OPS last year and second to last in the league in runs scored. And I don't think that the Giants are done yet. They need a lot of help offensively. And it has been reported that there is mutual interest between the Giants and Jay Bruce. And... You know, Jay Bruce has kind of been up and down, uh, finished up with the Indians last year, if I'm not mistaken. They, he kind of went on a wild streak there of Reds to Mets to Indians. So don't quote me on that if I'm wrong. Don't think that I'm the worst uh, podcast host in history. <laughs> but uh, everything that with uh, Evan Longoria, Manny Machado, uh, you know, the rumors, Do- Josh Donaldson rumors, Otani coming over, the Stanton and Ozuna trades have really diluted the market for free agents in baseball this year. Uh, when you looked at the start of the year, J.D. Martinez was asking for like seven years, $210 million. Uh, Hosmer, Moustakis, Kane, Darvish, Arietta, Lynn are all still out there. But I think that maybe that these trades with some guys with some control, uh, Ozuna had a couple of years. Of course, Stanton was on a 10-year deal. He would have brought way more than that on the open market right now. Uh, Evan Longoria on that very team-friendly five-year, $81 million contract. And it's kind of uh, created a little bit of a bad market for these guys that are out there. It was reported yesterday that Moustakas may look at a one-year deal with the Yankees or the Cardinals. Uh, were two teams that this particular article mentioned just because that's how bad his market has been diluted. And that's not only bad for Moustakas and these other guys. It's really bad for the Royals because they were looking at some very good compensation picks from losing Hosmer, Moustakas, and Kane. But if those guys don't bring a multi-year deal, if I'm Dayton Moore, I am trying to sign them back for a year. If they're wanting to be somewhere on a one-year contract that might as well be in Kansas City, they might as well make one more run at it. But that's just me. Uh, Rumors have been floating around that they're interested in moving Dan Duffy And there are a few teams with interest there. We talked about the Cubs. The Washington Nationals have been mentioned. But this is is where I think we're at with free agency right now in baseball. 
guys are hitting the open market at about 30 pretty average you know anybody under 30 uh, is really going to get a nice payday because they're still in their 20s a lot of guys 31 32 and older and i think that you know you know for starters they've been franchise tagged and so you're going to have to give up a compensation pick for signing one of them where you're not going to have to do that if you go out and trade for a controllable guy you're giving up prospects but not having to give up the compensation pick i think for some reason is a big thing to a lot of these teams and also, you're paying a premium for past performance. I think that uh, really, you know, the Yankees almost got in some trouble there with a couple of years when they had Teixeira, A-Rod. They still have Ellsbury. Uh, they dumped Headley. They were paying for what those guys have done in their past. They weren't paying for current and future performance. And teams don't like that. If you're not the Yankees or the Dodgers, Giants, maybe a couple other teams in baseball, you can't afford to have more than a couple of those contracts where guys are beyond the prime of their career. Cardinals are getting pretty close with Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina. Uh, Molina still holds his own catching uh, defensively, uh, still hitting as good as he ever did, and he's never been a great world-turning or world-beating hitter, but he's still doing enough defensively and as a team leader to justify the money. The debate may be up later. And Adam Wainwright, you know, with his injury, we've talked about many times before, uh, you know, they're they're paying him for his past performance and for his leadership, but teams aren't willing to do that now when you can trade a couple of prospects and go get a controllable, really good player. Uh, on, that, on that note, uh, it's going to be tough uh, to see, you know, a guy like Moustakas walk away from Kansas City on a one-year deal and them not get that uh, round B comp pick in exchange for him. That's going to be tough a tough pill to swallow for Dayton Moore and the organization. But looking at that, you know, on the same note, I think that someone's going to get a bargain. <laughs> Hopefully uh, St. Louis possibly, although I did see something from Buster Olney, a reputable, reputable baseball writer for ESPN, where he did mention that the Cardinals and the Blue Jays seem to be in a, re- a really good match for a trade right now because the Blue Jays have a couple of really premium players, but not a lot of organizational depth. Whereas the Cardinals have a lot, and I've talked about this ad nauseum, the Cardinals have a lot of organizational depth. What they don't have is premium, are premium players, less Ozuna now. And so if they could get a trade worked up, I don't know who would be involved, but I think it could be mutually beneficial for both clubs if they're able to get something done. And that is all the baseball I got for you guys today. Uh, I am going to be doing the five days of Christmas on my top 10 free agents. As always, check out fumblingputter.com. Always putting out, trying to put out good stuff. And I will get Lucas and Randy on to talk a little off-season baseball ASAP. But that's all the baseball for today. Of course, if you guys follow me or follow, follow the Fumbling Punter on Twitter, you know that the podcast is late this week because I got to go see an NBA game in Oklahoma City. And it was fun to watch Russell Westbrook live. Uh, he is, gosh, he is something else to see in person. He is so good. He took over that game. He had 38. Uh, it was the Monday night game against the Nuggets where they won by one point. But it was just phenomenal to see in person. And I got to thinking about Oklahoma City and the Thunder specifically. Going to talk a little NBA here. So if you guys don't like the NBA, just fast forward. But the Thunder have been in Oklahoma City for 10 years since they moved from Seattle. And they have had two MVPs and have been to a finals. 
What great fortune is that? Look at the names, the star names that have been in Oklahoma City. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. In 10 years. I mean, could you say the Milwaukee Bucks have had that much star power in the last 30 years? I I could try to think off the top of my head. uh, They had Ray Allen. They have the Greek freak now, Giannis. And what else have they had beyond that in 30 years? And the Thunder have had all those great players in 10 seasons. Now, I think that if you if they go through this whole era from the team getting there to whenever Russ retires or leaves the Thunder without a championship, that will be one of the biggest blunders in ownership and management history because you've had so many great opportunities and have gotten nothing out of there. I hope that Paul George, it came out today that he uh, has been battling an injury, which has been hurting his shooting, and him and Melo need to shoot efficiently to support Russ. I think Paul George is great defensively. I think that defensively they can they can keep anybody down, but those guys are going to need to shoot if the Thunder are going to score enough points to win. And going, being in Oklahoma City, I think that's why – more small markets should have one pro sports team instead of LA having 20. <laughs> because the city loves it. I mean, everywhere. I went by an apartment building and every single apartment in this like five-story complex had an Oklahoma City Thunder flag on their on their balcony. It is pretty cool to see. It was almost like a uh, college town in that aspect where, you know, if you're in Columbia or Knoxville and, you know, they have all the college memorabilia all over the place. Thunder are that way, or Oklahoma City is that way for the Thunder. I think it's a pretty neat thing. I, I'm a very big advocate of smaller markets having one professional sports team because you're the only show in town. I've talked about it before, and it just made me realize that I was right. <laughs> but we know we will get Anthony on here to talk a little hoops before long. Uh, Anthony loves some NBA, is our local NBA expert. And I'm going to try to get him on. We're going to talk a little hoops. Uh, also, something to look forward to in the future. Going to get JK, the good doc, on to talk a little movies before too long. We've been trying to set something up here for a couple of weeks now. But it will be coming out before long. So, one final thing uh, I want to talk about before we get off here. Uh, Mizzou Hoops, they are back. They have won more games than they have won in the last three seasons already. And conference play hasn't even started yet. They are coming off a tough home win with Stephen F. Austin. Uh, I think that a lot of people, it kind of went viral when Quanzo Martin went into the Stephen F. A. or Stephen F. Austin locker room and told those guys just how hard they played and he'd never done that before in his career and I could not be happier that Mizzou hired Quanzo Martin. They don't have the number one recruit in the country, which was the big draw this year, but they are playing good, good basketball. As recent as last week, they were number three in the RPI. So this is definitely a tournament team. I'm excited to see what they do. Their seniors are playing great. Jordan Barnett and Cassius Robinson are just playing outstanding. Jeremiah Tillman and Jonte Porter are going to be great down low. They both need a little seasoning, uh, both true freshmen. Uh, Jonte Porter, as we all know, should be a senior in high school right now. But I think that those guys, the more time they spend at Mizzou, the better they're going to be. And frankly, a little sidebar here, I'm excited for SEC play to start because Jeremiah Tillman is so much bigger and so much more physically gifted than everybody else down low for all these non-conference teams. 
that they have just been calling every little nitpick foul on him that there is. I'm ready for him to get to play those big boys at Kentucky, the big boys at Alabama, and be able to get physical and play post-basketball because he's going to be a lot of fun. And this team could really, really be dangerous with Michael Porter Jr. if he's able to come back healthy down the stretch this season. I think that they have the talent and the supporting cast can do it, that if they get him back, that they could really make a good tournament run this year. And... It's a good time to be a Mizzou fan. I hope uh, on August or August on December 27th, the Mizzou Tiger football team is playing the Texas Longhorns in the Texas Bowl. I'm pretty pumped for that. I am a notorious now Texas hater. Their former athletic director made some snide comments about Mizzou whenever they left for the SEC. So I hope Drew Lock throws for like seven touchdowns in that game. Probably his last game as a Tiger. But either way, I am pumped. Uh, We'll be watching that on ESPN. I'll probably be tweeting it. But that's all I got for you guys uh, next week. Not on Christmas. So, again, it might be a little bit later in the week. So, everybody have a Merry Christmas and take care.